On today's job board, we have golf balls hitting houses, listener question, sports from two weeks ago because Matt had computer issues, Augusta, and of course, course happenings. Today's episode is brought to you by Par West Turf Services. Par West, for all your golf course and home course needs, from the all-new Viper Nose Quad Tines to the Par West exclusive Cujo Super Shoe, Par West Turf Services. Use promo code Jingweeds for free shipping on orders over 250. The views and opinions presented in this episode of From the Jingweeds podcast are strictly those of Matt and Dan and do not reflect those of their respective clubs. The content of this podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. And now, let's tee off. This path will lead you to an unholy place, a cemetery. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 25 of From the Jingweeds. Thank you again for listening to us. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with our uh, new buddy, Josh Sens from golf.com. And uh, we hope to work with him a little bit more. We talked about some other things. If you listen to it, you know, we talked about getting on for frost delays and we talked about you know, some other issues that once we get open and going that maybe we can get on there and have a little interview. But I certainly enjoyed it. And uh, what you think, Dan? Good times with him or what? Yeah, that was great, great time. Anytime we can get somebody else on here, it feels like we get a little, a little boost in the confidence, or yeah. there are <laughs> different, fl- a different nice. flow, yeah. or if it's just, uh, yeah. you know, the just different Sometimes thoughts. It it up nice, yeah. yeah. That way, the listeners don't have to fucking sit to listen to our two meathead <laughs> conversations going on about fucking growing grass, but. <laughs> Whatever, that's what it's here for. And uh, speaking of grass, you got any growing there or what? I got, I didn't have any shoots today. I did have a low level shutdown last night. So my last cycle didn't get to run. And then my overnight irrigation, like roughs and perimeters, because I don't oversee those, they didn't run. So playing kind of catch up today, I took a minute out of each run time just to not run out throughout this day because I didn't want to take a full start time out. But, uh, so on, I guess for that reason, we're a little bit drier than normal, but I do have a radical coming out. And I, there's a couple of holes that have some shoots. So I'm okay. sure by the end of this week, we'll be mowing grass. Yeah. Same how thing many, every year. How many days, uh, how many days you've had water on since Wednesday? Uh, we kicked water on, yeah, Wednesday afternoon, evening. So yeah. what about, I guess full days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the sixth full day. Six full days. So I would expect to see some good shoots tomorrow. Yeah, I got – I mean, you were dealing with different water source as well. I got good, clean water. I had little roots popping on uh, four days, I found, at night, four full days. And then uh, I got grass pretty much everywhere right now. Um, what I think it's coming in kind of normal. Um, I used a different seed on uh, – 16 and 13 an intermediate ride more for transition on the other end but i did wasn't sure what i'd see but that seems to be coming in just the same you know it's all even steven across the board uh definitely by the time i left tonight uh the greens are starting to pop a little bit of grass you know got hairs everywhere by the time i left i was like okay there's a lot more out there than i thought um this morning was kind of one of those 
what is rough with these greens? Are they going to start going, you know, get it down there on my yeah. hands and knees? And you find all the roots, and then finally you see one little hair, and then as you look more and more, you're like, okay, it's just all underneath the Bermuda, but we got, you know, it's yeah. just short enough. And by the end of today, I would say that I'm looking at probably mowing on Friday is my, if everything's going yeah. kind of in the direction it is, I hope to get <clears throat> greens mower out there on Friday. And then for sure by Monday, I'll be mowing other things. Fairways, probably get the approach mower. Tees are really slow this year for some reason. Mine, uh, last, my last year were real slow. Mine last year were as well. Um, but we you know it's weird. Thought, slow and then they'll come in and it looks like they almost lose it for like a month. And then so I kind of panic. Yeah. It's like shit. But then it, for whatever reason, the rest of the year it'll come back. And I'm only in a couple of tees, but that happens like every year. Huh. Mine were, mine were slow last year, but I ran into an irrigation issue, like the program that I put on there. Um, the heads, I guess, were wrong in the tees. Or the, it wasn't right for the computer, so the computer had not – it didn't think it had enough water. So I made those changes in – actually, it was when one tee would come on, it would be like every tee on number three. So there wouldn't be enough water there, but they, the computer okay. thought there was. So I changed it and made the computer think that there were bigger heads in there so it wouldn't all run at once. So I have great this pressure this year. Great pressure this year. And – they're still coming in super slow, super slow. So I'm going to run out, probably seed by the end of this week, probably on Friday. I'm just going to go over them again with more seed, you know, and see what happens. And then obviously by then I'll have probably put my fertilizer out. Do you do fertilizer, your pre-plant? Do you do a pre-plant or do you wait till you have no. shoots? I'll wait till after first mow. Okay. It's kind of the yeah. same thing. Same thing, um, fairways and everything else, I'll wait till the first mow, but I'm thinking about putting the greens out there uh, maybe Thursday or Friday, depending on when I think I'm gonna mow. It may end up being after the first mow, but it's gonna be right there on either side of it. Um, I pretty much do all my fertilizer apps after that first mow, first one or two, yeah. before I open for sure. I'm oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Kinda in wall to wall probably. Uh, yeah, I'll start. I'll put out my granular, and then uh, I'll have probably. I'll definitely have sprayed once with Primo before we open. But I have yeah, four, week, four weeks to open. Primo app. Yeah, yeah. Um, just try to push that Bermuda grass back down, and also promote the tillering of the uh, ryegrass. Is, is your Bermuda greening back up? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, not not crazy fast. Um, but it is definitely in areas, you know, my wetter areas, obviously they're greening up faster, but um, I thought it greened up. Well, last year I had the three inches of rain um, after I'd put it down. So that helped green it up a lot faster as well. Yeah. But we're also, like I said, we we're almost 20 degrees. Nighttime temperatures are almost 20 degrees different last year to this year. It's weird. I got on a couple, oh, one of my greens, I got a 419 contamination. This is probably the size of a basketball. Mm-hmm. It it's like the primo didn't even touch it. It's <laughs> blowing up. It's just wow. this one patch is like growing like hell. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah. need to get down there and scissor. <laughs> cut it with scissors. <laughs> yeah. Just that one area. It's like why why is the primo shutting down the tip dwarf and then this four nineteen is just mm-hmm. blowing up. Yeah, it doesn't even care, right? Um, yeah. It's nuts. Just another issue, another 
another one of those little weird fucking things that what the fuck is going on over there? You know, and then you get down yeah. and look, it's like, Oh, I've got this out yeah. here. It was like I'm <laughs> pulling up when I pull into the green. I'm like, Oh, we got a little pop in that area. Do we dump some seed or something? And fuck, I get on top of the green. It's 419. God. Yeah. Uh, everything looks like it came out even. It looks like uh, the guys did a good job around the surrounds. Those are all coming in really good. Uh, so obviously the rate is a little bit higher on, you know, my surrounds than yeah. what I did with the Lily or with the truck. You know, you can see that right away. Um, but what they did, it looks like they did a good job. Only one spot I did see a good size drop was in 18 approach. I can see this big old really? clump of fucking grass coming in great. It's like, oh shit, that's, I can't that's wait. solid. I drop seeded all my shit, and one of my dudes is probably, I mean, me and Cody calibrated the spreaders, and then we, we were stepping out obviously different than this dude. He was walking yeah. out. We were seeding at 625. He was walking at about 850 pace. So I just can't wait to see when it comes in if there's just one of the drop seed, you know, like a yeah, just, band of just super heavy rates versus the other it's like dude, you gotta you gotta step that out <laughs> yeah you gotta walk keep moving keep yeah. moving i mean you know? i i don't not, i don't knock the dude the guy walked fucking three days straight yeah right, right. it's not it's a brutal job oh, it's I know. just like starting the it wasn't like it got to the end of the day it was like the 10th yeah. hour of cd and yeah. like, All right, i'm a little bit tired from the Monday morning or whenever we dropped seed at 7 a.m. till the last seed was dropped, it was all <laughs> just steady as it like. You just saw me taking pictures of him. He's got this dark ass green. Yeah. <laughs> what areas was he seeding? Was he seeding Maybe greens? Maybe T's and approaches. Oh, T's and approaches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had pre-Fontaine seed my greens. <laughs> I'm chogging around. Like, dude, you got to take it easy, man. Yeah, exactly. Slow (laughs) down. Yeah. Or just come. Be there when I'm calibrating this and we'll find you can run (laughs) all you want, you know, be there when I'm calibrating (laughs) it. But other than that, slow down. Yeah. I'm always trying to tell the guys, you know, count at the, you know, I kind of give them the army base one, two, one, two, just stay to this. I said, I know you want to get it done, but I'm telling you, you've got to stick to this. You know, yeah. It has to stay to that pace. And, then, and I'm also wondering if that happened a little bit on the tees, because as I was driving around today, it was the later tee, even though the water went on all, on all at the same time, the last few tees are the weaker ones. So I'm wondering if they didn't get their little hustle on. You know, are, are, they, are they more shaded? Yeah, this 18, 17 are more kind of shaded. No, those were the first ones done. Because oh, I start on 17 and 18 because all the water turns okay. on. 17, 18, oh, 1, and 2 because they all touch each other. Uh, oh, but, yeah, 13 through 15, they're a little on the low side. But, I don't know, I got plenty of time to put it on, you know, get it going. And, uh, like I said, I always end up sweetening the whole place up with more seed anyways. You know, that's why I I don't tend to order more seed. I just kind of put it out almost like the baseball fields do. You know, I kind of go out at a little bit lighter rate. One is to make sure I have enough seed left over, you know, so I don't outdo myself there. And then, you know, enough obviously for divots and all that shit that we're going to end up doing. Right now we're throwing sand seed and mulch, you know, for the past two days. And it will be tomorrow, it'll be three days, four days, five days. And once we can start driving out the fairways, we'll be throwing it out there as well. So that's an ongoing job from here on out. All that for the past two days I've been throwing this one. I'm going to have a pretty good amount of seed left over. 
And then whatever I got, I'll run another hundred pounds up and down the fairways or in the weak areas and pray we're good by thanks. Pray we're good by Thanksgiving, you know, because that's when it all shuts down and be good for January. (laughs) That first frost. Yeah. (laughs) How thin you are when you get that frost. Yep. Uh, And that's when the dye start goes going into the tank. Start fucking sweetening with a little paint. Um, (laughs) So you also have one golf course still open been open this whole yep. time uh so what do you got like three or four guys watching water on uh quail and yeah that's pretty much my irrigators and cody assisted they watch mm-hmm. water on quail and then everybody else pretty much on white wing we were supposed to oversee the driving range last or come, this coming monday i bumped that up to just we're gonna do it tomorrow so i, I actually uh, put out primo and then i threw some reward in there just kind of knock it back yeah because we just sh- such short notice, so right. We're just doing tees and targets. We'll do that tomorrow. But yeah, it's pretty much everybody. Did you do just tees and targets last year? Or did you do the whole thing? Nope, whole thing. We finally you did. That's what I thought. Do tees and targets. Yeah. Okay. Every this every year has been the whole thing, but finally, it's just like look. Because when we do the whole thing, we got to shut down Monday and Thursday from like eleven to one, or yeah. you know, right? People are still golfing in the winter. T-shirts yeah. are full. I was like, look, you just do tease targets. You won't have to shut it down. We'll just mow it Monday morning, Thursday morning. I had a play. We're, we're basically going from mowing seven acres to two. Right. We can send a dude out there at 5 a.m. to get it all mowed. Yeah. And it'll never close. Right. The only time I guess we really have to is when the Bermuda's still kind of growing. But right. we can manage that with Primo app and, and find the time any, any time yeah. out there. And then if you wanted to, go throw the fucking diquat back out there and really shut it down, you know. Well, I'm going to have to do right. that throughout the winter anyway, just yeah, to make just, it pop. Yeah. Especially when I want it to be good because for next year, you know, I want it to be like, oh, it was awesome. Yeah. 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 It what like, uh, brought it out with a dark green. But, what length, so what got, length will you close it at? What, what's your lowest height you're going to go on that, on the floor before you on the floor? basically shut it down? Right now, inch? we just, we'll know what it, no, it's at half, oh, half an inch per units. Okay. I just took my fairway units off and go around on the range floor. I got you. Will you uh, raise that thing up as it goes into dormancy, or no? I'll just keep it that way. I mean, keep it that when way. It gets too I long, just wonder about it. I know the picker can't get it, but you're also looking at okay. Now it's not growing, so it's getting beat down. So the picker shouldn't matter either way. You know what I mean? Is as it's really shut down and dormant, it's going to start getting beat down anyways from the picker going Before, over. You think? I would think so. You, but you would, I mean, I had those dormant fairways and we had way more carts on the fairway than okay. just, a, no, I just, you know what I mean? not beat, not beat down, destroyed. I'm talking just, it's not long anymore. Yeah. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? My only, the only concern would be it rolling through the fairway. Yeah. Out into the, but I, it'll be fine. As long I, as, as long as you don't get up there. I don't have a bunch of bombers out there. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's nobody's crushing it through the range so right we're okay no i was just wondering 120 <laughs> we're not using hey, up the whole space <laughs> okay hey man i'm just trying to come up with conversation see what it's no, no see how you I'm do just, it compared to, just joking yeah because ours we it's have my first show. time so true yeah just going with the flow right just look at yeah. last year's what do you what do you keep yours at well, I oversee the whole thing. Yeah. We oversee it all. So it's all mode at the 
rough height and I mow it once a week. Wednesdays it's shut down. But we're usually done by the time anybody gets over there and starts hitting. You know, unless we had frost. Yeah. You know, so. I don't know. The picker seems to buzz through it, but the fuck, the range floor sucks. You know, anyways, it's all rocks. They didn't put any, put any love like anybody else. You know, it's been kind of, a, you know, I guess the afterthought at that place. Without any rain this year's mine has looked like a oh, turd. Mine's awful. Summer. It's just like barely any Bermuda grass anymore. It's all well, it's all common Bermuda, intermixed with whatever fucking weeds and crabgrass are out there. You know, it's as hard as ever. I don't top dress that, so that hasn't been on the top dress yeah. program. You know, but it, uh, I don't know, ryegrass comes in and stripes up, so fuck. Yeah. It's not dusty dirt, so that's all you need. I need to get some new uh, barber poles this year. Those things got beat up more than ever, like golf balls really? hitting off of them and breaking it. Yeah. I mean, it's just PVC huh. pipe that I paint. Yeah, you know, especially been the sitting in the sun. Sitting in the sun, but every I usually can get two seasons out of them, and then they're pretty beat up. And this year, yeah. they're just fucking destroyed. I think every one of them has a big chunk taken off the top from where the <laughs> golf ball smoked it and just blasted it. <laughs> so I have to stick those things back out. Uh, how much golf you got going on on your open course? Are you guys fairly busy? It's slowly picking up, okay. uh, but it's not. We don't get crushed usually until November. Oh, okay. It's a, you know I don't know, you probably see the same thing from, oh, I guess kind of October to November till Thanksgiving. We're busy. Then it basically shuts down. Yeah. Kind of almost like summer again till after right. Christmas. Yeah, that whole not, uh, not that bad, but right the winter. It's people's disposable income is going towards the holiday stuff. And then a yeah. lot of our people head back to wherever they're from for the holiday. Yeah. You know, most That's of my members all go back. Grandparents that are going back. It's yeah. easier for them to, to head back to wherever for the holidays than have the whole mm-hmm. family come out to visit them. So yeah, we Definitely. definitely see that drop off. Yeah. But then January one through May is balls to the wall. Balls to the wall. Nonstop. Still gonna be very interesting to see what this year's like. Yeah, in a normal year though. Right. I think people are going to be playing, man, because there's nothing else to do. I think people are going to be playing. Uh, it's just going to be an interesting of who is that person. You know, there's going to be a lot of yeah. people at my place that I won't see that I usually see every year. You know, every year, like three times a week type stuff, you know, because they came down. But, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see who fills that void. Um, if it's anything like uh, who was filling the void – the last two weekends we were open, huh. we're in trouble. It's, it talk about going to the go karts. Number eighteen. I've never seen so many tire trucks up number eighteen hill. No kid. Like, who the fuck would drive up? Like, I don't know so what you're doing. Yeah, like up to the green and up to the car path on eighteen. Yeah, like who just gets into a golf cart and is like, yeah, I think I'll attempt that. Yeah, or, come, or come down it. I mean, you can tell which one's up and down because ones that go down have the fucking sideways at the very end. <laughs> and I've done it in a spray rig plenty of times, but I mean that'll oh. that'll, that'll tighten the old hoop real fucking good Dude, while you're sliding down that hill. Attempt that, right? And you're wondering who the fuck does this? That's who we have as the new the new golfers. I'm telling you, is thank you for coming out, but go to an etiquette class. 
You know, that's what I kind of worry about is what we saw those last two weeks. It was definitely more tire tracks than I've ever seen up and down that hill. And uh, I don't know who in their right mind would attempt that hill. You know, unless you have to mow it or, sp- mow it or spray it. Other than that, stay off of it. I don't know how you mow that thing. It's shady as shit. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. Either. Believe me, we'd put a lot. The first few times, there's a lot of sand seed and mulch fill, filling in the fucking slides and the burnouts and the oh, yeah. thinking in. And we use the little mower <laughs> to do it. Use uh, what? The we just have the little thirty five hundred sidewinder. Yeah. You know, most all my rough is all mowed with the big fifty four hundred. And uh, I just because a crew size, the little one doesn't ever really go out. You know, the big one does everything. So, uh, but he jumps in and he has to make sure he grabs that just to do really the hill. Fuck. Yeah. And he's pretty good at it, man. You take, I mean, I've taken the spray rig plenty of times across the side of that thing. And it's, it's no joke. Yeah. You're just hanging on, waiting for it to just fucking slide. Yeah. No biggie, but Hey, someone's got to do it. Right. <laughs> so not much golf on the other white wing. Well, it's quail, right? It's open. Uh, white wings open. White wings open. Okay. I mean, probably fifty or sixty rounds a day now. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's been pretty nice in the morning. It's just man, the afternoons trying to grow grass because I ran out of water as well on uh, last uh, last night. It's the afternoon. Uh, low water fault. Uh, so had to turn the city water on and get that thing going again. I'm down to five start times, running seven hundred thousand gallons a day. And got two wells that don't fucking produce that much. So had to turn on the city water and basically give up a start time yesterday. So the afternoons, it's not really that cool for it. I'll give, so I'm kind of wanting to give up the ones in the morning, you know, cause it's definitely wet enough. Uh, it was about 80 degrees, 81 degrees at eight o'clock this morning when mm-hmm. my first program kicked on. And I think probably by, I'd say by Friday, I'll be nine or 10 o'clock before I turn on the first one, get a couple sessions in before four o'clock or so. And then uh, by next week, probably be nighttime watering only and then just running radios in the afternoons because by then I'm going to be mowing. So mm-hmm. it's going to be basically mow a hole and then follow it and hit hot spots. And that'll be right now where got the crew fucking trimming around and we're almost they're doing a pretty good job i'll give them that trimming yanking out a shitload of plants around the tees i said this year i said fucking yank them all because if i can't maintain them why do we have them just fucking yeah, right. you know that plant right there is a maintenance problem goodbye goodbye you know just start i just started yanking a shitload of them we got that shitty fountain grass that's such yeah. fucking garbage anyways uh so i'm just yanking a bunch of shit and hopefully that frees up, you know, do other stuff. I'd rather be edging car paths and edging sprinkler heads and, you know, moving sand around in bunkers, edging bunkers, all the things that are worth it, that trimming fountain grass. Yeah. You know, so, and I mean, I could rip out so much more, but they've ripped out quite a few plants. It looks pretty good, but we got about three days left and then we'll be mowing. So all that stuff's going to stop <laughs> onto something else you know yeah so you try to get as far as you can uh had a pretty good size eucalyptus branch fall onto a neighbor's fence 
uh, yesterday afternoon. That was interesting. Uh, about three in the afternoon, I was closing the, well, five in the afternoon, 5.30, I was driving around closing the place up and I came along number 11. Those eucalyptus that are on the right-hand side. Mm -hmm. Fucking huge, huge branch. It had to be eight, 10 inches in diameter. Came out of the tree and landed on this people's backyard. The edges of it went in the fucking pool, uh, smoked the fence. Yeah, and then it got caught in the wedge of the tree, like the big fat 10-inch end of it. Thank God it got caught in the, you know, the notch of another good-sized branch on the tree. The woman waves me down. I said, Jesus, are you out here? She's like, no, thank God we're inside. Because if they were sitting in their pool, that fucking thing would have smoked someone. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, got to have somebody come out finally to look at trimming up the trees. And unfortunately, that's, that's what no it fucking joke. takes. Yeah, those things are monsters. Absolutely mm -hmm. monsters. And uh, I said to her, I said, you know, I don't quite believe in this, but uh, there are people that believe that these trees here are helping protect you from golf balls. She just laughs at it. She's like, my house gets hammered with golf balls. It's like 200 off the tee, maybe, on the right-hand yeah. side, the dog leg right, and they're right on the corner. I was like, oh, yeah. I, I believe it. She goes, yeah, these things don't stop shit. I was like, well, imagine if you didn't have them. <laughs> I said, do you own this house? I said, you know, you, I see a couple of people here. Do you own this or rent it? She says, I was like, oh, no, we rent it right now. She goes, what's the option to buy it? I said, let me give you a hint. I said, don't buy this house. She goes, really? I said, yeah, you get hit with golf balls. And then I stood and looked straight up to these monstrous trees. I was like, and you're going to have to deal with these. And she's like, that's a good idea. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're huge, huge fucking yeah. trees. Now they Those drop fucking monsters. And that's the third one that we have had to get the backhoe chained it up and lift it up out of their yard. That's the third one in probably two years. Like that big of oh, a branch shit. that you had to back, yeah, load her up and over. But they took care of everything in her backyard. Here's a pretty cool thing, I thought. So her son's in high school. I said, hey, We'll be back here tomorrow. I said, I don't have anybody here right now, but we'll come down here tomorrow. We'll get this and take care of it. It's our tree. I said, I'll get the loader and we'll scoop this branch out of here. She said, no, no, no. She said, my son's in high school. And for extra credit because of all this COVID shit, they're getting time, school time to do like projects or manual labor or landscape for your house. So if you can document it and pass it in, it gets them hours rather than going to school. And she's like, so he's got football practice right now. He's bringing a couple of his buddies and my son's going to, you know, supervise. He's a general contractor. So he knows how to run the chainsaw and everything. And he's like, they'll take care of it, but we're chucking it over to your fence so you can pick it up tomorrow. I was like, yeah, that's fine <laughs> with me. I said, but I'll be back for that big one that you guys would not be able to chop <laughs> out of there. So Ricky took the loader down there, chained it up and hauled it out of there. So. But yeah, they're monsters. I mean, I, I drive by them every single day. And when I stood underneath them and looked up when I was standing to her, I was like, holy shit. I mean, they're huge, huge trees. Dude, they drop fucking branches all the time. Yeah. You're lucky you're not standing out there when one of those comes down. I know. This I told, is fucking huge. Two, two years ago or three years ago during overseas, I've told you the story is weird cruising on the course and I didn't realize I was like 
a hole behind Javier, just cruising behind him. You know, I didn't realize we were kind of on the same track of following, you know, same direction or whatever. So I come around number 10 and the one that's right before those palm, that little palm tree carping on the car path, monstrous branch laying across it. So I tried pulling it out of the way. I mean, I moved the end of it a little bit and it's like, no, I can't move this fucking thing myself. So I end up cruising around and getting around it and I'm driving and I run into him on, I believe on number 12. And I was like, have you been going this direction the whole time? He's like, yeah, I just got here. I said, do you see that branch that was on number 10? He's like, no. I was like, holy shit. I was like, that thing fell in between me and you being there. <laughs> you know, and he would have had to be on the car path because we were overseeding. So I was like, I don't know when it went down, man, but you just missed that thing. And so did you. Yeah, I know. And the lady at the house said it happened probably two hours before I ran in there. So he had just left the property. So I was only there by myself for I think, I think him and his son left at four o'clock. So and I bet one of them went by there and they would have said, I mean, it was big enough that there was no way you weren't missing it. Definitely would have right. been like, holy shit. So she said, yeah, like three 30. So they must've just cruised by and the thing came out of the tree. Fuck. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. But yeah. So it was funny when I was standing there talking to her, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I don't mean to be, you know, basically like a little bitch. I'm like, but I don't feel safe standing underneath these trees. I said, so let's, uh, I'll catch up with you tomorrow sometime. You know, I'm standing underneath this thing. We're talking about this monstrous branch that <laughs> came out of it. We're both standing underneath it. I'm like, you know what? I'm, like, I'm out, man. Got out of there. It's like, see you tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck. It's crazy shit. Well, that's down the uh, rabbit hole of fucking... Things that we deal with on the golf course. Uh, here's another thing. We got a uh, listener question from Big Ed. Big Ed finally joining us again. I don't know. Did we piss Big Ed off? He went away real no. quiet for a long no. time. I hope not. Jesus, Ed. It's getting me, me nervous we haven't heard from you for a while. But, hey, he's got a, he's got a serious question. Uh, again, dealing with some shit on the golf course. You know, we had talked about uh, all the shit we were spraying, the primo we were spraying. You know, we use reward or dive tribute or whatever it is. Um, spraying out the golf course and he just said that after listening to the last uh, podcast I got a question he said dealing with the herbicides pesticides and various other chemicals what protections precautions are you uh, taking handling this stuff I guess with the roundup lymphoma stuff I'm just curious Uh, my answer to that is uh, it's a lot of hoping and praying Um, you hear that shit you hear plenty of stories of people you know, dealing with lymphoma or some sort of cancer. Um, you know, we had Greg Thomas, the superintendent that had just passed out here. Um, he had a form of cancer, you know, esophageal cancer, where it started. Did that have something to do with it? Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd load heavy probably on that end. Um, you know, I'm probably not as safe as I think we should be. I think you should be going over the top. You know, you read the PBE on a lot of these things and it's, you know, long sleeve, long shirt, glasses, gloves, uh, pants, not as many that say fucking really good respirator, you know, and I definitely am at fault of not wearing the respirators. Um, these days I seem to have a mask around a little bit more. So I probably wear a mask a little bit more cause I wear the fucking thing around my neck 
you know, going in and out of the clubhouse and shit like that. So I kind of have that around, uh, but I'm not thinking of it at that point to be putting it on for the chemical reasons. You know, it's definitely gloves and uh, washing my hands constantly after dealing with it. Uh, But as safe as you can be, probably not. Kind of follow the PPE and go with what's, you hope you have a pair of gloves with you. Um, But as far as am I nervous about it all, I guess my answer is no, because I'd probably drive myself crazy if I did get nervous about it. You know, I, so. I'm not, I don't think I'm nervous about the glyphosate, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma tie. I just, there's not enough evidence there for me. And why right. isn't, if it's that related, you know, how many farmers on this, in the country spray it? I mean, golf course superintendent probably takes up 1% of mm-hmm. the gl- amount of glyphosate's being sprayed. Right. And I don't um, have any evidence linking any superintendents to it. And I, I don't know that, what the rates as far as farmers go. And yeah. what Monsanto had to pay out. So, um, and the other reason why I guess it's, uh, I never really look at it as that because I think I know way too many people that have not worked in our industry that have all right. had some issues with it. So, can you pin it on half this stuff? I mean, it's obvious that it's any logical thinker is going to say yes. You know, they can't be good for you. But no, I do, I do remember. Um, when he doesn't do the presentation anymore. And actually, I'm not even sure if he's even a professor anymore. And I can't think of his name, but uh, it might come to me. Anywho, went to a seminar one time, had a professor at a TARF school that was doing a presentation on chemicals and everything else. And he always opened up his slide. His first one was a bottle of Vagisil. And then he would click the side and it was a fungicide. And then he would say, which one's worse? And they were the exact same active ingredients, just a hair off the percentage, but they were the same exact thing. And one of them, you had to fucking re-entry was, you know, whatever, six hours or whatever it is. And the other one is made for some sort of entry. (laughs) So what's the difference right there? You know what I mean? You know, what's the difference? Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting thing, but I know that some people had kind of made some noise. This was when I first got into the whole business. Uh, so really? this was years ago. Yeah, this was definitely when I was still a spray tech. And he popped up that slide. And it was kind of just made you think, you know, like, that is kind of, I mean, roughly the same idea. You know, any anything that we're trying to kill on our body is probably the same thing on a lot of other products. You know, household cleaning products can turn up the same yeah. way. But... So to answer your question, Ed, um, I'm uh, be aware. Safer? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Should I be safer? Absolutely. Is it bad for us? Probably. Yeah. Um, but what's that going to do? Probably take my ego and still I'm tough enough that I'll survive, which is the wrong way to think about it. But until there's better, cleaner ways, I tried uh, when I first I, well, it was kind of like a little side project. I figured I'd figure out how much, you know, of a cleaner, better way you could spray weed killer. So you look on those to do it at home. And it was kind of to prove a point to somebody else that had asked me questions about it. Uh, it was in the clubhouse. I don't think it was the owner. It was at the time, maybe the head pro, you know, thought that 
oh yeah, I saw online that you can use vinegar and salt to kill these weeds. So I went out and I did the whole ratio. I was like, do you know how much of this shit we'd have to buy, you know, vinegar and salt to make something up to kill fucking weeds that are in our landscape areas? You know, and it was like 55 gallon drums of each of it, you know, to even get started <laughs> on the amount of area you can spray. So there is no better way to do it, you know, or just let it grow. And look like absolute shit. Yeah, exactly. Look like absolute shit. Uh, so thanks, Ed, for chiming back in and uh, making sure we know you're still listening. Uh, what do you got? Uh, hockey. Hockey got a Stanley Cup winner since the last episode. Uh, yep. Tampa Bay Lightning uh, took it to the stars. Uh, probably how we saw. That's how it was going once the uh, night were out in uh, the avalanche, Gonzo. It was up to the Lightning to basically go win it. Uh, so, yeah. And that's we, crazy they were doing it without their best player. I, I mean, know. They've got a lot of best players, but without Stamkos in there, did score the one goal at one shot. It's crazy that they were able to win the cup. I feel bad for him, too. Cause yeah. yeah. The dude's been shit on so many times and then finally can – I mean, he's got the one goal on two minute shift. Right. So I like think basically the rest of the team, you know, just did the, the whole playoffs. This guy yeah. like, fuck, I wasn't really even a part of that. Yeah, and the only way he was actually part of it is because it did go into the bubble. That was the only way he was gonna come back this year was if yeah, he right. went into the bubble. Because I believe um he doesn't meet the requirements to get his name on the cup by their requirements. You know, as far as games really? played and everything, yeah. Uh, I think technically, I, I think they technically will have to petition for him to be on the cup. No, sorry, that goal, that goal, I believe, gets a legit logged enough minutes in the playoffs oh, to get him on there. Thought, but regardless, regardless, yeah. he's the captain and he'd be on. But it's interesting that, like, oh, by the team wouldn't, yeah, by the rule, it was like. I thought they were going to have to petition for his name to get onto the cup. I mean, they, they would have won the cup with Stamkos on the ice. So I just feel so <laughs> bad for the dude that it wasn't just a major factor in the cup because yeah. he is such a good player. Yeah, he is. And he's been, what, what is he, 11 or 12 years on that team? He's been there a long time, yeah. Yeah. So good to see him win it. Uh, great fight for the Stars. I mean, that's who I was cheering for. Just kind of as I had no dog in the race and yeah. you know, the Lightning being the Bruins division and kind of I want to see them win so I was just kind of cheering for the stars because nobody had them in the beginning nobody no but they look good in game one and kind of just a little bit overpowered there's a controversial overtime call on the lightning one is that game three yeah I think yeah and game four they got the OT winner so if they win both those games it's it's a different series but yeah I'm happy to see the lightning win it it was cool. Um, I guess at the end of it all, I would say, you know, hats off to the fucking NHL for pulling that off. Um, and to the guys for fucking sticking out. I thought, I don't know. It's, you kind of preach to the choir when me and you talk about hockey that I mean, we're in it where you don't have to sell me a fucking thing, but I would yeah. hope that a regular fan could have watched that and been like, all right, I can get into this. 
Uh, I thought they did a great job uh, always having games on, you know, moving around, being able to be seen by everyone and anyone. Uh, The guys working it, it was, I mean, listening to Doc Emmerich more than you ever get to, if that doesn't sell you on fucking hockey alone. Yeah. I don't know. Compared to the clowns that call these other fucking sports, how the hell can you? There's there's no one that touches him. You know, I don't think. Not even close. Um, And the fact that he never laced them up ever, like, in his life for a competitive team, like not even like Wee <laughs> hockey is wild to me. You know, the guy knows more about it than, and I guess maybe he just knows the names and how to fucking call a game. Cause there would be things that those guys talk about that he kind of almost has no idea, you know, <laughs> as far as how the game goes, you know, and things yeah. that they're doing on the ice or, you know, maybe a little bit of policing here and there. But uh, yeah, I thought they did an awesome job. And uh, I mean, Hoops is settled. We got the Heat and the Lakers. Uh, Couldn't believe the Heat are in the finals. I can't believe it either. Um, whoever had money heavy on them early, good for you, because I have no idea what the odds were for them to it's even like plus thirty-five hundred or something. Crazy. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh Dude, shit! Speaking what, of that, what are they? Bears to win game, it? huh? What are they to win it? I don't know. In the whole show. Gotta be fucking plus ten grand. They were down like sixteen with like nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They were plus thirty three hundred to win. Oh! And I almost just chucked a little little cheese on it just because. Just to see what was. Look what happened. I know. Yeah, they came back and won it. Big Dick Nick, right? Big Nick Nick's back in town. (laughs) Fucking slinging it. Thank God, Mitch is on the bench. Yeah, just because he stinks, or did he get nicked up? I didn't think he got hurt. No, he did stinks. He? It's because yeah. no, he chucked the interception. And they just said, "Fuck, he it. stinks." Yeah, yeah he, he stinks. does stink. They're paying him a lot of fucking money too. No, he's a he's on his entry level deal. Oh, he still is. I thought they signed this is the him. last year of his entry oh, level. Oh, yeah. fucking yeah, bye. So see ya. Bye. So and yeah. they're paying Nick like fucking twenty million, aren't they? Some shit like that. I have no idea. Million. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so. are they paying him that much? I thought it was like four, but it that doesn't matter. I, you know, I was listening to some guys not that long ago. It's like maybe just every two years, just draft a dude. Just every I two, think, no matter what. I think and it's until you point. get an Aaron Rodgers, until you get that mm-hmm. fucking franchise guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just I mean, keep, it's worth a shot. Mitch, Mitch was in year two. They should have just drafted another dude. Yeah, just to get him in the, you know, get high. him in the system because it's way better to pay. You know, a yeah, much less salary. A, good, a real good chance that Mitch around. ain't going to work out. Yeah. Or Mitch just be mediocre. The next dude will probably be the same. Odds but are then, every odds are every fucking quarterback that comes up or, you know, yeah, every 10th one is pretty decent, you know? Yeah, but you th- yeah exactly. So just every two years, you're going to get the, sa- the same production as yeah. last dude or you might hit the Patrick Mahomes home run. You know what I mean? Right. But you're not yeah. losing anything if the if the dude was shit because you just go with the next shit. You know, <laughs> if the Bears are <laughs> just gonna say, and then you can get a jersey that says the fucking Bears across the front of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh shit! Every fucking year, somebody ah. is fine. A guy and the Packers they get Brett Favre straight into Aaron Rodgers. You know. Yep. 
who's going to be, who looks fucking awesome. You know? Yeah. Guy hasn't skipped a beat one bit. Best thing they ever did was sign that dude they did behind him just to fucking piss him off a little bit. Oh, Utah you know? State kid? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, and, what's that's smart because what if that dude's a beast and then you can, and, and Aaron Rodgers is starting to wear down a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if, if he's not, not a beast, you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And if not, you, uh, you can trade him from heavy, you know, at the end of the year, get some fucking shit back for him if you need to. Yeah. To a sign and trade, whatever it is. But it's a good, definitely a good thought because uh, how long they got Big Dig Nick for? I think he's got a, just a, a one year deal. Deal, one year, one year deal. Hold on, hold on, let me see. Yeah. So they're going to have to figure something out because, yeah, Mitchie's done. Mitchie can't handle yeah. Chicago. Mitchie can go become a backup and fucking. Old, that was it. Mitchie can go be a backup and. Fucking Jacksonville. Three years, $24 million. Not Three terrible. years, $24 million. Not terrible. Nikki? Nikki needs to be playing all the time. If that's so what when he's you think about was Cam Newton making like 1.1. He is making, uh, yeah, they got him for a million bucks. If he uh, that's ridiculous. gets all his incentives and uh, wins the Super Bowl, the most they'll pay him is $7 million. That's insane. But he said, hey, I'm glad he came right out the other day and said fucking – this is a business trip. That's what he called it. And, hey, I'll take the business trip. But when do they start thinking that, okay, let's start talking about this. You know, you don't want to give them yeah. too much for a business trip and then lose them. You know, see how he goes and uh, don't let him get too far out there because there's a lot of teams that are going to have some fucking money to chuck at them. Yeah. And uh, he looks good so far. He looks good so far. It's definitely changed the uh, game plan for the Pats. Uh, you know, just having those legs back there. I think. I mean, in the NFL, you got to be worried about handing off or letting the quarterback run a little too much. Uh, yeah. You know, too many attempts doesn't fucking last that long in this league. You know, guys learn mm-hmm. real quick. I mean, he's a horse though, but. You know, when you got machine. Julian Edelman getting the most completions and most yards ever in his fucking career is a pretty good start. Really? Yeah, uh, last game was a Monday night game. Monday night game, I think he had the most uh, receptions ever in his career. So that's saying a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then this weekend, you know, they threw out uh, Burkhead. There's your boy from Nebraska. Oh boy. Yeah, he had uh, three TDs. But the thing, it's like, do you pick him up for fantasy? He's going to be fucking fuck fantasy. Fantasy. I had this conversation with McDonald as I'm texting. I don't want to get into it. I'm just saying he's going to disappear for four. Weeks. Absolutely, I said that to him. I said, I was like, now nah. I He'll said get two two attempts for sixteen yards or two attempts te- for seven. Yards I text him. I said, up. Oh, I said, you can hear everybody running to their fantasy, trying to get on their fucking waiver to pick him up. Little do they know that Belichick's not going to play him for another four weeks. One because his brain is fucking made of glass. And he'll have a concussion by week six, which he does every year. And two is the game plan will change for the next. And he won't even see, you know, James White comes back next week. So he gets put on the back burner. So go pick him up. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm saying I won't because Mm. I'm saying the same thing as you. No. I said he's going to disappear for four weeks. Like he'll get two attempts for eight yards. So there's there's my insight for everybody in their fantasy leagues. Go grab Burkhead now while you can. Watch your team go to shit. 
Belichick burns everyone except for Gronk and Brady. Like, so I guess Edelman. I don't think uh, I don't think Gronk's having much of a good year down there. Uh, I keep oh, seeing that too. fucking, you know, what is it? Bruce Arians is having his little run-ins with him, or he's at least calling him out in the media. Really? Which, yeah, you know, saying that he's not tough enough. You know, he's not playing tough. You know, I I got him down here to pay to play tight end. You know, if you don't get any attempts, then you don't get any attempts. You know, your job's to play tight end. I think he's basically telling him that he's got a fucking block. You know, really, but. I don't know, Bruce. I'm no fucking NFL football coach, but uh, last I saw, that guy is uh, probably one of the best pass catching tight ends that's ever played the game. So if you got him there to play tight end, Bruce, chuck him the ball. You know, <laughs> seem to work out for the pass. Exactly. Or you know, what the fuck? That guy's. I don't know. He was kind of loved around here a little bit, way too much that I could understand. Again, I'm not a fucking Cardinals fan. I care less, but I pay attention to him. You know, everybody loved his little hat. Oh, look at the cute little Kango that he's wearing, you know, and all this shit. And everybody goes against that. See the clowns out there sporting him all the time. Where's he won? Where's he won? He's just a player. Just a player's guy. You know, he's a real player's guy. Players' coaches don't win. Name one that has successfully for overtime. I'll start counting now. Oh, yeah, you didn't say anybody. So players' coaches fucking stink, you know. All they are is guys that let fucking shit happen, and the inmates run the asylum. Are you talking about for football or just in general? In general. Not John Cooper. He just won the Stanley Cup. Players' coach. Okay. Okay. Thank you. One. <laughs> hey, one. Joel Quinville, I think, is considered a player's coach. Who? He won three. Joel Quinville. Uh, I mean, I maybe not as leaning as some guys, but. All right. So it works in hockey. That's what you're saying. Where the inmates do run the asylum. I'm sure there's more. <laughs> I'm sure there's more, dude. <laughs> there's got to be more. I don't know. What's Spolster so. like in Miami? He's a player's coach. No, he's not. Eric Spolster? Eric Spolster's not a fucking player's coach. He may have been when he first started, when he was still running videotape from the back office up to the other fucking coaches that were the real coaches back in the day. He might have got along with the players. But at some point, I mean, if you're going to be successful, you're going to be the fucking top dog, and then you can't let the players run the joint. You might have a captain or two at this level, but they're all, they're all the best goddamn players, you know, they've ever been around. Each one of them individually is the best. You know, I'm the best linebacker I've ever fucking been around. I've been I'm playing with the best quarterback that's, you know, he's ever played with. You know, so you know what I'm saying? This freaking, you got to have somebody's got to put the hammer down and say, this shit doesn't happen here. And then when you get I'm gonna the think coach, of somebody. Then when you got the coach standing in the media, what a great place to call out your players in the media. You know, give these yeah, clowns clown these clowns that write for fucking papers that couldn't feel the ground ball in fucking Little League, so they became a writer. You know, and now they got all this power of the pen. They can write whatever they want. You know, you got your coach is telling these clowns that you need to toughen up and all of it's getting out to the paper. Do that in the locker room. Yeah, it's all to him. He got no sack. He's got no sack. So he does it in front of the fucking media. 
that's going to do well. Again, tell me a time that calling your team out in the media has worked out okay. See? <laughs> See, I know. <laughs> you know? No, I think that happened with the stars and Jamie Ben Tyler Sagan like a year ago. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, okay, you get one, one or two here and there. I guess it was more or less, I don't get why everybody thinks that guy is such a great coach. Oh, Brady and Arians together, it's going to be fucking unstoppable. They got Gronk now. Yeah, they got a lot of superstars on paper. I Believe me, I thought they'd be crushing teams. You know, but I think that comes back down to the, the guy with his cute little hat. He's doing great. <laughs> Drinking all this, hate him. drinking all. Yeah, I don't hate him. I just don't understand. These guys don't want a fucking him, thing. It's like, oh, John Gruden's the best coach <laughs> ever. John Gruden took Tony Dungy, don't Tony Dungy's team to the Super Bowl. You know, he is doing some things, and I was surprised how well he's doing it in Oakland or in Vegas. The Raiders are decent, dude. Yeah, they are. They fucking decent. took it to the Saints. I'm surprised at what he did there. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that's enough NFL talk. <laughs> Hey, we're a tri- we're a AAA sports radio show as well. You know, we're a AAA we podcast. We did talk about Augusta. This segment is brought to you by Hot Dogs. Hot Dogs. Nothing better than a good coarse dog with some mustard. Hot Dogs. Oh, yeah. Augusta. So those pictures came out. Um, I mean, everything I saw when I was kind of, when I first saw them out there is did a little bit of, tried research and as much as I could before I made an opinion about it, but it was... September 24th, somebody took it. Looks Obviously, it's a drone picture or a plane photo. And it's a Augusta. You can see the greens are as green as ever. And everything else is torched. Uh, we were talking about it with I Josh. I didn't find it surprising in the least. No, not at all. Um, Zero shock factor to me. Not. Absolutely not. And I guess it was, you know, the question came up with Josh the other day. You know, he had brought it up because he was talking about superintendents, you know, wondering yeah. what, what's going to happen, you know, are they going to oversee you? everything that we talked about on the last episode with him. And it just kind of comes out, okay, they do it basically the same way that we do. Um, it was really about, I think our question was, was the timing of it. Like, when do they do it? Did they go super early to get it ready? But it seems they're right yeah. in our wheelhouse, you know, and they're going to play, you know, Obviously, the greatest golf tournament in the fucking world in six weeks. Is that what it ends up being? Yeah, roughly yeah, six I, I weeks. Think, I, I don't think that that's, that's crazy. Right. I don't. Because they uh, have big grass greens. I would say if they were overseeded greens, overseeded Bermuda greens. Oh, yeah. Getting speeds up other than just, I guess, not overseeding until after the tournament. Right. You know? Yeah. Because if you oversee those greens now, getting speeds up enough for Augusta to be acceptable, it'd be near impossible, I think. Right. Um, but it, with bent grass greens, the speeds are already going to be there, and then you can throw enough pounds of seed out there to make it lush. Yeah. And how about uh, every one of the bunkers, no, no sand in them? Did you see that? The no sand or the tarped? I thought they was all pulled out, and it was like the capillary concrete was what was shown. Oh, and I thought yeah. it was tarps, but... That's not that crazy. There's a club in California that every year puts in new brand new T- white sand. T- to TPC does it out here. TPC does it for the tournament. They pull oh, all the sand TV. out of the bunkers. Yeah. This place not on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
What do they do? Just throw it out in the fairways? They just... No, they sell it to another golf course. It's only a year old. Holy shit. It's as white as... Yeah, I can imagine. White sand. But still. I'm just going to put new. (laughs) It's a sick golf course. (laughs) Starbucks at the turn. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is... I mean, that's... That's going to be one of the best golf courses in the world if you can get Starbucks at the turn. It's not like it's not like your you shitty Starbucks. Yeah, oh, whatever dude. the fuck you order, the double white. Listen, whatever the fuck. It's a fucking venti honey almond flat white, and it's fucking delicious. Yeah, I don't know how you say that with a straight face. <laughs> practice, baby. It's practice. Yeah, so that's great that you can get one of those. Yeah, that's a nice club. If you could pull out sand and throw in two inches and you're yeah, not on you TV right. and it's just a member, mem- you know, member played club, that's fucking some serious money. A lot of bunkers. This place loaded them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's an Arnold Palmer design. Oh, yeah. And it's got a shitload of them. Oh, fuck. Yeah. They're everywhere. Huh. Beautiful golf course, though. I bet. Where is it at? It's in Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. Palm Springs. Nice. That's crazy. But yeah, anyways, I thought uh, it would be interesting. I hope we get, uh, hope somebody flies that drone over again this week. It's funny how, you know, forever you could never see inside those walls until, you know, the actual golf tournament. And yeah. With the technology of these people flying these things around, they're just fucking zipping over there and snapping a photo. They're closed. It. May to October. I yeah. Heard, I mean, I've seen images, same kind of thing, where a transition yeah. didn't look awesome. Oh, no. No, it looks totally different than I've heard word, you know, they tarp the, well, not really tarp, but they put those shade structures up over the greens. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah. You know, like the, almost like the playground nets, you know, that looks they go like over. 50% light through. Or yeah. Something. Just to keep them, you know, out of the sun and from that fucking heat and everything else. And I'm sure they have fans. Fucking I got to that place. Yeah. yeah. So, so they got everything, you know, to take care of it all, but it is nice to see that, or just kind of get an in, even though we knew what the hell goes on there, but it's good to yeah. let other people kind of inside. I'll tell you what, uh, on that Instagram post where I saw it, whew, read the comments. Uh, I tried. It took everything I had to, because just because I don't do this, shit, like the social media thing, I yeah. think it's weird to type shit and hit send, you know, just into a, a reply or something. It's painful for me to put up the posts that we have, you know, just cause I'm not a social media person, but I'm just trying to do, you know, just kind of coincide with this thing. But, uh, reading some of the comments of what people think was going on there was like, Holy shit. Uh, what a perfect spot to say, Hey, listen to the jingweeds. But I mean, if yeah. they were saying what they were saying, they were never going to read my fucking post. You know, <laughs> it was wild, you know, so nobody know what they're doing. So here's, we are trying to teach you a little bit about it. The, yeah, I, it'll look fine. Oh, then let's take those, put some pigment down, and it'll be fine. Yeah, you know, I just want, I just wonder about the azaleas. Are they going to be blooming? They, I don't, unless they, yeah, somehow be, greenhouse some, yeah, and get them to bloom, or I don't fucking know how you do it, but unless they do some trick, you ain't gonna have them. <laughs> Pot them in, they'll bring them in from somewhere down south where they've been growing for a while. You know, I guess even more south because Georgia, in case you didn't yeah. know, look on a map, it's close towards the south, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's considered the south. Last time I looked, 
But uh, anything else you want to chat about or you want to get out of here? We have uh, had a rough couple of weeks. Golf, you haven't played, looking to play. I'm dying to fucking play. Uh, still probably a month out from playing. GCU has their next event. It's uh, the men's club that we're in. We're going uh, to Prescott on the weekend that I open. So definitely can't make that trip. I'll be working that weekend. So shitty I miss out because they go up and they play Antelope Hills. Really good Muni golf course up in Prescott. Uh, so missing out on that. So I don't know when the fuck I'm going to be able to play some golf, but I'm dying to. Dying to. Yeah. So. I'm ready to get back out, but I got number three here. So yeah, you got number three, and That's you got and you got to do number two golf course as well. Here, right oh. after this one. <laughs> Oops, sorry for reminding oh. you. Oh. So, well, that's it for us here from the Jingweeds episode number twenty-five. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, if you uh, like it, please tell a friend. As Pat McAfee says, if you don't, don't say anything. All right, man. <laughs> I will say later on, everybody, stay pissed. Hey, Andy. Thanks, buddy. Uh, see you guys. Love you, Mom and Dad. On today's job board. Uh, oh, can't do that one. Is it okay if I bring in my pop belly shit? I, I really, this could probably be on the podcast. They basically, let me tell the, the good part of the story. So I'm standing in the shop today and we're kind of talking about that. We're also talking about the water, me, Martin and Frida. And we're standing around and I was like, yeah, I'll call, you know, one of the tree guys I know we'll talk about. You know, can you limb something up? Can you help us out? Give us a price for next year, you know, to really do something about these. Out of the corner of my ear, I hear, Frida fucking fart in the longest little fucking quiet. And I didn't, I can't believe I didn't fucking die laughing. But Martin the whole time was like, looking at looking at me and looking at his dad it was like a fuck it felt like it was a 30 second fuck <laughs> I was just messing with a memory one time, little, man. a real quiet little <laughs> and he's just standing there talking and I'm like what the fuck wow that's talent you can talk and rip this fucking thing at the same time and not run out of breath from both ends <laughs> I golfed with a member one time, a member group, and the dude, I mean, minimum at least five times on a green. And nobody says a word. <laughs> nobody says a word. I'm just like, usually I'm heading down to mark my ball, and it's like, yeah. So, <laughs> so years ago. The fact ago. that nobody else acknowledges is so fucking weird. So this is the best story in the world. I'll never forget this. So we're in a board uh, greens committee meeting and it's me and Dave always had to go to these. So it was like nine board members in the table. It's this big, long meeting table. And I, for some reason, used to always sit at the head at the far end and Phil would sit at the head at the other end. And there was enough seats. There was 
10 to 12 seats on both sides. So it was long as fuck. And we're, re we're doing this like, re not a redesign, but a uh, up-to-dating deal. And we're running over the plans for it all. And Dave used to sit right next to me. And then Tara, the GM, would be next to me. And then uh, Doug, the head pro. And then there was a big space in between till the little real meeting happened on the other end. We were just there as like a little crowd. So the group is looking at all the plans and they got the plans in the middle of the table. So some of the people have to kind of sit up like this to kind of look over, right? So it's Dave, then a seat, and then Mr. Morgenstern, who was the biggest fucking pain in the balls. I mean, the most all the guys in this room were the biggest pain in the balls to us because they thought they were on the Greens Committee. So it was their job to really get on us about shit, you know? So we're chatting and whatever, and they're looking at it. And Mr. Morgenstern is further away from the paper. And he fucking, well, let me see. And he leans up like this and rips a fucking good one, like a real good one, right in Dave's fucking face. No one batted an eye except for <laughs> me and Dave. Like, like Dave immediately turned around and just stared out the window. So he's spun in his chair and he's just looking this way. <laughs> I am sitting there. I kind of like it happened and kind of looked at Tara and Tara was just like, you know, she heard it, but didn't want to laugh fucking as hard as we were. And then nobody else. <laughs> Mr. Morgenstern kind of gave a oop after he did it. But I mean, it was like, black, like right in his face. And he was like, oop, and sat back down. But nobody did a fucking thing. <laughs> oh, my God. So Dave's staring out the window, right? And he, I can see, wants to turn around and look at me. But there's no way. And I'm thinking to myself, just hold it together. You're better than Dave at this. You can fucking hold it together. So I kind of just leaned a little bit like this and just gave him one of these and just fucking stared at him waiting for him to turn around so i'm just like like this and kind of looking down at the table watching the meeting and he barely turns and catches me glaring at him and he fucking starts dying and it's two of us in that fucking you know, laughing out our nose, trying not to fucking die. It was That's so bad. Worse. It was so bad that I up and excused myself to go to the bathroom because I fucking couldn't. I mean, my insides hurt. I couldn't fucking not laugh out loud. And it was just in so much pain. Dude, we died laughing. So we laugh still to this day as hard as ever. We go back to the shop and me and Dave are fucking laughing about it. And Phil's like, what's so funny? We're like, you didn't hear Morgan Stern fucking rip a fart right in Dave's face. Phil's like, no. He's like, that would have been awesome. And I'm like, it fucking was awesome. Like, when did that happen? I'm like, didn't you see us fucking laughing like schoolgirls? He's like, nope, not at all. And I'm like, how do they all not see us too? I, I thought for sure we were going to get kicked out. That's how bad I thought it was. Phil's like, yeah, no idea. I was like, what? It's like, how Morgan the Stern. How the fuck did you not hear that thing? Whack! Right in his face. And it was a good leather, good leather chair, so it snapped right off of it, too. Morgan Stern. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mr. Morgan Stern. Jesus Christ. My buddy, uh, 
Jamie's cousin, my a friend of mine that I went to the army with, his name's Justin Shrewsbury. We were we went to Nebraska together. We we're in this physics class and these it was like a lecture hall, but probably like two hundred and fifty students, not huge. Yeah. And these plastic chairs and <laughs> we're in the top roll. And he leaned toward and just blasts one that echoed off the fucking chair so loud. It was like <laughs> or like a loud trumpet. And I was fucking jagged. And what was he ever. doing? Sitting there straight faced? He was just like no. Oh yeah. Fucking I had a buddy in high school, I, Matt Max Dextrays. Max X-rays used to, the teacher would turn around the right on the board and he would just fucking lean over and you'd see him like red. I don't know how he didn't shit his pants half the time. That's how hard he'd be pushing just to let him rip off those plastic fucking school chairs and just he, the whole class would laugh and he would just be sitting there like nothing. It's <laughs> completely nothing happened. Like you knew it was him because he was the only one not fucking laughing. Oh, close the door.